here with another edition of Conversations and Connections. And again, we're the official podcast of the Family Crisis Center of East Texas. I'm Stuart Burson, the Prevention Coordinator for the agency. And today, uh, Rebecca Martinez is with me. She is our SFA campus advocate. And I, I, I don't know whether to say new campus advocate because you've been here for quite a while now. Since when? When have you been here? Uh, I got hired on in April, and I actually interned with you guys for about two semesters. Yeah, so yeah. I'm pretty well adjusted. And I guess I'm, I guess I'm thinking new advocate because now I get you to got get... you got hired on in April, probably as the school semester was kind of winding, winding down, down, and there was yeah. COVID and all of that, and so you probably haven't had too much time yet to really spend a lot of time on campus. I know you've been on campus. But... Yeah, I don't. I haven't gone and just like I guess. Yeah. I've maybe set up my office and maybe met a few people, but to actually work with the college, you know, right. peers and everything, sure. I haven't gone about that. Well, so you are the newest member of the prevention team here at the agency, so I appreciate that and welcome aboard because uh, Rebecca and I will be doing lots of things together. We have we've we've done some stuff so far at the Boys and Girls Club, and we've been doing some uh, SFA orientation tabling and things like that. Um, so what I want to ask you, I guess, first of all, is um, from your perspective, uh, you're brand new. Tell me what you tell me what your duties are as a campus advocate. You're the SFA campus advocate. What does that mean? That means I really just help college students um, maybe find peace with situations that have to do maybe with unhealthy relationships, whether it be domestic violence or anything along those natures of sexual assault as well. I just try to help them be as okay with the situation as possible and meeting them where they're at. So if they're having a rough time with it, obviously, I would hope and pray they would seek services with me where I can just allow them to breathe with the situation. So when you say, okay, seek services, what does that entail? Let's say if someone has encountered a situation, uh, whether it be a, a situation with dating violence, sexual assault, uh, and they they come to your office, uh, what are some of the things that you're going to do? Well, first off, I'm going to ask, like, I'm going to make sure they're okay mentally because, I mean, let's be honest, trauma can hit anyone differently. And a lot of people handle trauma differently. But if they did come to my office, I would try to make a safety plan and make sure their well-being on campus is is still still okay where that means also that they can still continue to go to classes or we can do modifications where if it's a face-to-face class I could help them move to maybe a hybrid class where they only go on Tuesdays not Tuesdays and Thursdays per se like I would much rather help them Mm -hmm. feel comfortable with the situation as much as possible sure okay awesome uh and I think it's important for people to know I, I I still think probably a lot of folks in the community probably don't even know that we have an office at Stephen F. Austin uh, State. Well, you have to think, like, I used to work at SFA, and I never knew openly that we had a family crisis center on campus. I never knew that. I knew that there was a counseling service, and I also knew that there was Title IX, but I never knew the depth of a family crisis center being on campus. And where's your office at? Yeah, it's the third floor of the McKibben building. Right next door to Surf and Steve. Got you. Okay, excellent. So, again, uh, 
you are the campus advocate, so you provide the advocate services like you described, and you're also part of the prevention team. And we've talked about prevention here on the podcast, and uh, your debut on the podcast was uh, a little while ago when we had the prevention team here at the table kind of talking about consent. Um, How important is it to you to talk to college students about prevention Oh, I think it's... I think it's definitely, I mean, I believe it's something very important because I know that there are a lot of college students maybe that this is their first time leaving home. And just something I grew up with is that education is key. And I know it's a hard topic to talk about. And I know it's a lot of eye rolls or a lot of I already know this or I know that. But I really think if you can get through to them, I really believe that it could change the outlook of a college experience. I I firmly believe that. So I think just talking to them and admitting that this is a hard topic to talk about or admitting that, hey, I understand you don't, you may not want to come through, you know, forth because whoever did it is someone that you really do like and maybe you don't want to admit it right now. But I think just education Mm -hmm. is key. Well, I think it's, it's very important on, and I, and I'm, and I try not to be stereotypical, you know, but college students, I feel like it's very important when you do prevention work on college campuses to be as real as you can. Yeah. You know, uh, we don't really, in prevention, we really don't talk a lot about abstinence per se. Mm -hmm. You know, you kind of, hey, college students are going to do what college students do. And if they're going to do that, you need to prepare them and arm them with uh, things that are going to make their lives healthier and uh, and that has to do with prevention. That has to yeah. talk to them about consent, talk to them about bystander intervention. And I get what you mean about the eye rolls. You know, yeah. and I've said that before. When you're talking about consent, especially to college students, they're like, yeah, okay. Whatever. Well, but because uh, we're eight, like, not, we're not. But they're 18, 19. <laughs> Don't say we are. Yeah, we're not. That was my fault. <laughs> but, I mean, it's a hard topic. I mean, right. I'm sure it's a hard topic in high school nowadays. I mean, no one wants to talk about sex or saying, hey, may I kiss you with A, strangers, B, parents. And why the hell would you want to talk about it when you go off to college thinking that you're an adult now? Right. And the next thing you're, you know, you're sitting through is a lecture of me saying, hey, make sure right. you have consent before, you know, right. you kiss right. this pretty girl or you kiss yeah. this guy. And, and ask for consent every, step, for every, of step. The, every yeah. step of the way. And I think that's where a lot of times they're like, oh really, you know, that oh, kind of yeah. kills it. And I, I get it. Uh, so what is it that you really hope to accomplish as an advocate for college students? And you may have already touched on that in, in your, 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 previous, your previous answers, but I just kind of want to go back a little bit. As an advocate for college students, what do you want to see happen? Oh, man. Um, that's kind of a a broad statement, but I would just want, I know this sounds like in a perfect world, but I would want safety. I would want unconditional acceptance of what happened or what took place. I want believing. Mm-hmm. I want, I want awareness. I want like, I want that comfort of, Hey, if I come through with this or come forth with this, I really am going to be taken care of. I won't be another statistic. Like I don't want, it, whether it's females or males on campus, I don't want them to feel like they have to be another statistic who falls into that binge drinking or falls into that high depression or that high anxiety. No, I want them to firmly believe that 
as a facility on campus that we really can navigate them to be as healthy, I guess not as healthy, but be themselves with their situation as much as possible, I guess. Yeah. Well, I think it's important for, excuse me, for college students to know that if they're an adult and they come to you with an issue that, um, excuse me, I think we both have uh, stuff in our throat this morning, Uh, that they, if they, as an adult, if they come to you, it stays between you and that student. I I wonder if sometimes they think if they come to you, well, it's going to be reported to campus or it's going to be reported to the police or or it's going to be reported to Title IX. And of course, you can do that if they want you to do that. But it's different if they're a minor where you're a mandatory reporter. You know, if they're an adult and they come to you, I think it's important for the students to know that if they don't want this incident to be reported it doesn't have it, it, to it can stay oh yeah absolutely between you and that's why i said uh, i said earlier just education is key and i believe if you meet with that client or when i do meet with that client i don't want to but if i have to i mean i do stretch that i i, I mean i would stress that to any of my friends whether it was a situation that i had to be a friend on or have to be a professional on it would stay between us unless you want me to go forward with right. whether that's a professor or campus police department or you know part of the head person of your dorm whatever it yeah. is no sure it will you know it will stay between us and if you say stuff that you feel that hey it doesn't make sense in my head but i have to just blurt it out and whatever it mm-hmm. is i mean I'm not going to look at you any different. I'm going to give you applause for coming to me, seeking services, or even just telling someone and accepting, you know, right. what's going on, I guess. Sure, sure. Um, what do you think would be the unique challenges uh, to being an advocate? Because, you know, we have advocates here at our main office in Lufkin for all of our clients. You know, all of our clients have access to who, what we call a an an advocate, uh, but specifically being an SFA advocate for the college students, what are the unique oh. challenges? Do you think? Oh my goodness! For that, uh, I think just being listened to. I mean, because I I think that you're going to have a few friends that really hone it in and really take my my presentations or my education and they hold on to it. But I think you'll have other people maybe just go. It is what it is. Like, whatever. I don't have to listen to this. Mm-hmm. So I really think the biggest challenge will be just finding that happy medium. And even if I could just get one client out of the whole talk, I mean, yeah, that's a positive. But I think the, t- the challenge that I'm going to face is just being listened, heard. Yeah. And not, oh, well, that couldn't happen to me. Or I'm a guy. I don't need to listen to this. No, like. Sure. Listen. Well, and I think I'm. Again, going back to being a realist, you know, I, I try to put myself in a college student's shoes, and I think back uh, to my college days, and I see someone, you know, what I, you know, how interested would I be in, in listening to oh, yeah. someone talk to me about consent oh, or yeah. bystander intervention? And so I almost think one of the challenges is, you know, dealing with the college culture. You know, 
Oh, the college culture, I'm sure, if you ever watched Animal House, <laughs> that's the only reference I can go to, but that is the college culture, especially nowadays, if not more now than it was yeah. back then, that that mindset is yep. completely, sure. hey, we're going to go to a frat party Friday, and then Saturday we're going to go to the football game. Like, their mindset is literally one day at a time. Yeah. So when you do talk to those students, or if you do talk to those organizations, or to whatever it may be, right? It, it could really easily, yeah. I yeah. guess not backfire, but not be right held on to. I guess sure. Um, so let's talk a little. Let's talk a little bit about uh, you. Are you from? Are you uh, are you from East Texas? Are you from this area? I am. I am from Nacogdoches, actually, born and raised. I went to a small school outside of Nac. Uh, it's called Douglas. It's, I didn't have a whole lot of students in my class, but I grew up a lot in Nacogdoches and grew up around the campus. And I have a lot of people within my family that work on the campus, so I'm really familiar with the campus. But now being the advocate, it's just a different experience. So where did you go to? Where did you, where did you go to college? I just went to Angelina. Uh, next fall, not this fall, but next, I am actually starting online classes at SFA as the yeah. Okay. So you have okay. So you have uh, you have your then you have an associate's. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. In, in what? In human services. Human services. Okay. Awesome. Um, why did you choose this career path? You know, I and I I asked that with especially a lot of our coworkers who've been on the show because. If anybody knows the, the things that that go on at, at the Family Crisis Center, well, in any type of social service uh, position, you know, it can be very trying and it can be stressful um, dealing with other people's issues and other people's the problems that they're going through in their life, and you're trying to advocate for them right. to help them. Uh, what made you decide to try to take this on? Uh, I don't know. I just remember from a very young age, I've always wanted to help people. I've always had that sensitivity where I feel really bad for people who are hurt. So I guess I just grew up and followed what I wanted to do, which is just help people and make people understand that they're not alone and, I guess, empower. I mean, I guess I just grew up as an empath. I mean, looking back, I probably was a softie, but... I think it's just, <laughs> I just wanted the people to be okay. Like, I can remember right. wanting my friends to be okay or wanting my parents or my brother, like, whoever it was, I just always wanted their feelings to be okay. So I think I just wanted to, I guess, I know this sounds hippie-ish, but spread my love and accept, you know, let people, Yeah. I guess, okay. I don't know. No, that's, that, that's perfect. That's, that's perfectly legit. Awesome. All right. Um, and not to confuse everybody, your email is R Myers, but you are actually Rebecca Martinez. Yes. Yes. So, uh, just newly minted uh, yes, Martinez. Newly, newly. <laughs> still accepting well, it. Well, well, congratulations. All right, Rebecca. Thanks so much uh, for being on the being on the show, and uh, looking forward to working you with working with you uh, with all of our uh, prevention activities on campus. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. All right. 
Uh, Rebecca Myers, our SFA campus advocate. Martinez. Re- Rebecca Mar- see there, you're all, <laughs> see, you need to get that email changed. That's already confusing me. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and um, I just want to let you know, if you have a question or a comment uh, about the show, you can email us at conversationsandconnections at fccet.com. And also, if you feel like you need our services, and you could probably actually get a hold of Rebecca if you needed to through our toll-free 24-hour-a-day hotline. Uh, And that number is 1-800-828-7233. That's 1-800-828-7233. And also, would love for you to subscribe to Conversations and Connections. You can subscribe via Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or the podcast service of your choice. And remember, as always, be the voice, if not for you, for someone else.